Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. I'm Rob Ganley. My co-host, Rick Grossman, isn't here today. I'm going to step in for him, but we have a great guest today. Uh, and I want to go ahead and introduce Scott Cola, or excuse me, Scott Marr from Cola Insulation, the CEO and founder. Uh, but before I introduce uh, Scott, I'm going to go ahead and thank our sponsor. Uh, first up is a Franchise Bible Coach uh, and the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. So I encourage you to go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com. Check that out. There's no cost to subscribe to a 90-day coaching program. We encourage you to do that if you're a franchisor or a franchisee. Also want to thank SEO Samba. They're the inventors of the franchise marketing operating system. It's first of, a, of its kind. Uh, we want to thank them. They're a two-time award-winning, uh, a top supplier of Entrepreneur Magazine. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome Scott to the, to the program. How are you doing today, Scott? Doing really well. How about you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And so as we get started, I wanted to, you know, I know our, our, our listeners are probably wondering, so tell us a little bit about your brand, how you got started, what's the why behind, uh, behind your brand? Sure. So um, I, uh, I had another mobile concept that I started when I was 15 years old and uh, scaled that brand nationally through franchising and recently sold that business back in 2018. And before I sold it, though, I, I decided that I wanted to, you know, what was going to be my, my second business in my career? And I have a long uh, history uh, in mobile businesses and, and what I like to call people, tools, and trucks. And so uh, had to, uh, uh, you know, learned, learned a lot about the insulation business. And, and really, this had to check a few boxes for me. Um, ultimately, it had to be mobile, of course. It had to be service. And um, the, the, I really wanted a business that I could feel good about. So the, 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 the feel good, do well. Um, so a business that um, would really allow us to, you know, feel good about what we were doing. And so the insulation business really checked those boxes for us. And ultimately we decided that, um, that Koala was going to be the next business that, uh, you know, that we pursued uh, to, to scale nationally. So, yeah. uh, so, so that's kind of the why. Gotcha. Very cool. So when you focus on the word mobile, right? I think that's a very unique part of the concept and the business model. Can you share a little more for, for the listeners with, with that, how that kind of contrasts with what, what wouldn't be mobile? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's like, th think about like comparing. So if you're looking at a franchise concept, so, so compare a quick serve restaurant or uh, say a gym, if you will, to, um, you know, any other mobile, mobile service. So home services, uh, essentially any business where you're going to your customer's place of business to provide the service, um, that to me is, is mobile. Um, and, and so, um, and particularly with me, it's, it's about, like I say, people, tools, and trucks. So it's a matter of, of, uh, you know, putting a, putting a trained technician along with the appropriate equipment into, uh, into a rig, if you will, and then sending them on their way to, to provide the service. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so in terms of servicing your, your customers, 
how do you approach the service side of it? I mean, what, what exactly are you doing from, a, from the insulation side of the house? Is it commercial, residential? Is there uh, various things that you're doing to serve your, your customers? Yeah, so I mean, we work with, with um, all different types of customers. So we work with, uh, with both uh, B2C and B2B. Uh, typically, uh, currently about 80% of the business is made up of, of uh, B2C. So we're selling directly to the homeowner. We're going in and we're, we're doing what's called a retrofit or more commonly referred to as a renovation. So we're going to go into the home. We, uh, we, we remove the insulation that's there and then we install new insulation. On the commercial side, uh, we do the same thing. We work with, uh, with both renovation and retrofits as well as new construction. We work with, re with new construction as well on the residential side. We do a lot of that as well. So um, on, the, on the commercial side, we work directly with um, owner builders and we also work with, uh, with general contractors and then also strategic partners. So we have a lot of referral partners that we work with. So real estate agents, real estate brokers, um, and, uh, and then general contractors and um, HVAC companies, plumbers, uh, roofers, people that are in the trade, but they're not necessarily, they're all around insulation, but they're not in insulation directly. Gotcha. And, and you know, we find that we, we, we interview lots of franchisors and we find that that, that type of model that allows the, the business operator to network with other professionals works quite well, right? It's, it's a great way to sure. develop business and establish a territory. So that's pretty cool. hundred percent. Yeah. Referrals are, are huge. <laughs> exactly. So. We, we, we often talk and I'm a, I'm a marketer by trade. I'm a technology and a marketing guy, but we often talk to clients about the idea of uh, building, you know, one relationship that will continue to be a relationship over and over versus a one-off, right? Doing a sure. direct to the consumer. So it's a nice, a nice facet to the business model to have that opportunity, right? Absolutely. And that's one thing that you mentioned there. I want to just kind of hone in on a little bit. So something that we haven't found that other insulation companies are doing as it relates to recurring revenue. Um, so what we did is we designed a program at Koala Insulation where we go out and we provide an annual insulation inspection. And so if someone just spent, you know, $2,600 or, or, you know, that's just a, just a, a hypothetical, but, they spent $2,600 insulating their home and they were, they did, they had to do that because of the fact that they had, you know, rats or, or, you know, other, uh, other rodents or whatnot. Um, if we can come back in and do an inspection on an annual basis, similar to that of like a termite, uh, a termite inspection, then, um, you know, we, we found that, um, customers, a, they really like that because they don't feel like that it's going to be a service where you come in, you sell them and then they never hear from you again. And so that's another added benefit that our franchisees are able to, uh, you know, to capitalize on in terms of, uh, in terms of recurring revenue. And it's, a, it's an opportunity to get back into the home to make an additional sale as well. Very smart. Very smart. I mean, anytime you can in, invent a, a continuity program of some sort where you're delivering some regular routine, some regular service or a follow-up schedule, it's ideal, right? Instead of one and done type of business. So yep. that's fantastic. I, great idea there. So here, here's the million dollar question, right? So we're in May, late May of 2020. And anybody that's listening to this knows what's going on in the world today. Uh, lots of challenges. Probably one of the best times, and of course I'm referring to the pandemic, 
Um, but probably one of the best times to be part of a franchise, right? The idea of being in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Yep. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on with the pandemic, how you as CEO have kind of led through this process with your teams and your franchisees. Sure. So uh, we have, number one is, is we designed a process early on uh, where our franchisees could follow a, a system so that we could continue to service customers and, uh, and things like that. So, you know, like, like any business, um, I, I think pretty much every business has seen a, uh, a decrease in, in revenue and or new leads or whatnot. Um, fortunately, we are considered an essential business. And so to that point, our franchisees have continued to operate throughout this process. Um, but, you know, I'll be at a, at a reduced rate. Um, but insulation is one of those things where it can actually save you money. And so you, you invest to save. Um, and so there's been a lot of people that are kind of looking at the current environment and they're thinking, you know, Hey, what's the, what's the wiser move? Like in terms of upgrades to my house. And so, um, we've done it. I think we've done a really nice job at, uh, at guiding our franchisees through this process. So uh, franchisees that have loans with us, we've helped by, um, you know, by, by pushing those payments out a little bit, working with them a little bit to make sure that, um, you know, that they're going to continue to, uh, you know, to survive and, and ultimately thrive. Um, and then we've also been putting out really good statements to customers and, and you know, empowering the, the franchise owners. Uh, as it relates to, um, you know, social distancing, taking the necessary precautions about going in someone's home, um, things like that. And so we've, we've definitely been in contact with the franchisees on a weekly basis to make sure that, um, you know, they have all the, all the tools and resources. We've done everything that we could do to assist them with the paycheck protection uh, program and, and those sorts of loans. So we've been, you know, we've been pushing information out readily and, and pushing those people to our funding partners so that they could uh, take advantage of those of those loans um, which are ultimately and hopefully going to be forgivable so um, mm -hmm. we've done a we've done a lot of I feel like we've done a lot of things uh, in, in that respect yeah yeah no doubt and you know obviously you're 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 a team right like uh, the franchise model is we're in business together your success is our success I mean, you just rattled off a few things there, but it was clear like you've got marketing support in there, financial support in there, yeah. you know, communication, morale building, encouragement. You know what I mean? This is what we all need, right? Sure. Um, and so it, it's key. I mean, again, being part of this industry for the last 20 plus years, it's, it's why I got involved too, is the idea of it, right? Coming from yep. the corporate world, uh, the idea of being in a small business, but not being so small was appealing. <laughs> so, right. Um, that's fantastic. And so with that being said, were there any innovative ideas that came from the field or, or thoughts about like ways of positioning product services, ways of dealing with customers going forward, given the current climate situation? Yeah. So great question. So, so our, um, our franchisee in Daytona beach, um, Jason, really great guy. Um, you know, he deals with a lot of, um, elderly clientele. And so 
he had a lot of people that would, you know, that were still calling in. They were saying, look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very interested in having you come out and give us an evaluation. We really are interested in having our insulation upgraded. Um, but I want to make sure that, you know, we're not coming in contact with, um, you know, with each other. And so uh, it was interesting. He, um, and he, he shared this with us after he, he'd already done it, but he said, look, um, uh, you know, number one is, is we already, just as an insulation company, we already wear respiration equipment on a daily basis. So for us, that's, that's no different. That's no change. So he said, look, um, you can just open the garage. I'll come in through the attic access point. I'll do the evaluation. I'll call you from the driveway. I'll share the before and after photos with you. We can talk about exactly what it is you want. Uh, and then we can, um, you know, we, we can, we can decide on which insulation is best for you. And so fortunately for us, most attic access points in homes are in the garage. And so we're able to still go out, provide the estimate, and we're able to then come back in and do the installation without ever coming in contact with the customer. They can just leave the check, you know, in the mailbox or something of the like. So uh, that was, you know, a, a really good idea. And so he shared that with us and then we ultimately rolled it out to the other locations. And that seems to be working really, really well. So, um, so those were, you know, that, that was one of the, the things that came up uh, throughout this process. And, and I thought that was clever. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I love asking some of these questions because as I said, we're talking a lot about this topic now and it's just showing the franchise model operating, you know what I mean? Like there, there's two yeah. way. So it's like not being in business, you know, by for yourself, but not by yourself is, Obviously, the franchisor, the franchise brand yourself, Scott, you're, you're obviously providing a lot of value and supporting the network. But, you know, the greatest thing about it is they're, support, they're providing input back to you, right? And everybody gets exactly. to share in that. So it's like a big network, a, a mastermind, if you will. And so fantastic that it goes both ways and love to hear those stories. Um, so with that being said, on the franchise side of things, I know uh, your brand is emerging, having a lot of success. Um, what are your thoughts with expansion and how would you approach handling franchise development and offering franchises in new markets? How, are, how do you see it changing or, or do you not see it changing much or what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so initially, so, so we actually kicked off our franchise development efforts uh, effective as of January 20th of 2020. And so we, um, we got rolling and we had really great momentum uh, once we uh, once we officially launched, and then we saw a slowdown come March. So lead flow more than cut in half, and so from that point, we just had to pivot a little bit and say, okay, um, you know, let's let's take this time, let's use it wisely, let's continue to refine the brand, and then by shoot by by I would say late April or early May we started to see a pretty tremendous increase in lead flow. And I think that that's because people are looking at, uh, well, number one, and, and, and this, this is terrible, but a lot of people's incomes have been disrupted. They've lost, there's been a lot of people that have lost jobs and they're taking early retirements and, and other sorts of programs. And so those, those people are a, they're looking at how can I, uh, you know, take control of my destiny. How can I, you know, take control of, of what I do again, you know, or, you know, what my next, uh, you know, next step in my career is going to be. And so franchising is, you know, a better bet. And so people are looking at brands now that are, that are a, uh, you know, 
emerging and, and fast growing concepts. Uh, and then B, they're looking at businesses that are either A, deemed essential or B, are still operating uh, throughout, uh, throughout the pandemic. And so Koala you know, checks both of those boxes. And so we've actually seen a tremendous uh, increase in our lead flow here in the last, uh, you know, throughout May. Um, and so we're actually looking at, um, we're probably going to be adding another person on our franchise development team just because our, our pipeline has ballooned so much. And, uh, and so, so that's, um, you know, that's what we're seeing as it relates to, uh, to franchise development. And we, uh, we awarded four territories um, to a wonderful couple based in West Houston, Texas, and they're going to be launching at some point in July. And we're on the cusp of making several more deal announcements with uh, all multi-unit, uh, multi-unit deals throughout the country. Well, that is great. That is great. And we've been saying, you know, we've been saying amongst ourselves uh, that we believe that there will be a, a resurgence of fran not I shouldn't say resurgence, a, a boom of in, in the franchise space because of all the change, right? So many people sure. looking for new careers, looking for more, maybe at least something that they have, they, they believe they have more control over the outcome, right? And Absolutely. what are they going to be looking for? Well, like you said, recession resistant types models, pandemic, maybe even pandemic resistant types of models. You're yeah. Deemed, you're deemed as essential, which I'm sure you're happy, right? Like I, I oh, have, yeah. We were interviewing someone uh, earlier. Uh, it was it was uh, Enigo, a cleaning, a big cleaning franchise, and they were like, "Yeah, we were glad that we were considered essential." But he kind of made a comment like, "I, I feel bad for everybody that wasn't," you know. Oh yeah. That <laughs> makes you think, "What was my business about then?" I guess if it wasn't so essential, right? Right. I, I think it's important to know that this business model is essential, right? That'll be important for your for your folks to know that when they're evaluating the business model. So, that's that's a good thumbs up there. So with, with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here in just a minute. But before I do, I always like to ask a question where I, you know, because you're a leader, you're a CEO, you're an entrepreneur, is, is there any final tip or a gold nugget that you might share? And it could be directed more at, at, at somebody who is displaced that is wondering, what do I do next in life? Yep. Uh, or maybe it's another CEO of a, of a franchise brand that's emerging like you. Is there any nugget that you've learned from this process the last two, three months that you would like to share? Um, so, so really it's twofold. Um, personal philosophy that I have and, and I've had for a very long time is align your personal interest with your professional interest. So if you're looking at, you know, starting a new business in three months or six months or something like that, just align your personal interest with your professional interest. So, whatever that means to you. If that means that, you know, you need to put off purchasing that new boat or, um, you know, whatever it is, just, just think about that and, and, and really plan for it. Decide what's most important to you. Is it, uh, is it your business, you know, succeeding uh, or is, is your personal life, you know, more important to you? And I know that that's, that's a tough question for a lot of people. Um, and then the second uh, side of that is, um, the staying power of mobile. So fortunately for me throughout my career, I've always been in mobile businesses since I was 15 years old. And, um, you know, throughout the, 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 you know, the great recession 2008 to, to 2011 or so, um, you know, I had mobile business at, uh, at that time in multiple States. And even through that, you know, we were able to survive. And as I call it, ride the wave. So we were able to, when times are good, 
you can really scale up in a mobile business and you can, you can rock and roll. And then whenever times are not so good, then it's fairly easy to park equipment and, you know, lay off those, uh, those unnecessary employees temporarily until, you know, the demand comes back. Whereas that's really hard to do when you have, you know, a fixed mortgage payment that's, that's substantive or a fixed lease uh, expense that's, that, you know, you have to, that you have to pay regardless. And then, you know, when you have a fixed, uh, a fixed site business, you've got utilities, you've got employees because you're paying those employees to, to be there, whether, uh, whether you have customers that show up or not. And so again, just the staying power of mobile uh, to, is something that I would definitely tell people to consider. A lot of people look at mobile and say, eh, it doesn't seem as sexy. It doesn't seem as, as fun. It's not as, it's not as hot of a concept as say a fitness concept is, but at the end of the day, you know, what you should be evaluating is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to work with your personality, but what you should really be evaluating is, um, you know, is this going to, um, you know, is this going to fulfill, you know, what I want out of business ownership and what most people want out of business ownership is to make money. And so even if the concept isn't necessarily sexy, making money, you know, to a lot of people is sexy. That's right. And it, that empowers a lot. Right. And, you know, I was just, I was, when you were talking about what is sexy or hot or, you know, in terms of concepts, sure. I'm thinking, but they're not essential, are they? <laughs> right. <laughs> right now it's not so, not so positive, but, yeah. but no, that, that's a good point. And that's a lot of what we talk about when we're coaching folks to look at franchise brands is, you know, some of the things you've been hitting on, right. Is the, the things you don't always zero in on, but that will actually matter to you later in terms of your success and your ability to impact your community and the people that you work with. Right. So that's fantastic. Any other thoughts on that note before we wrap up? No, I think uh, I, I I think this has been uh, this has been really good. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Well, Scott Moore, President and CEO of Koala Insulation, thank you very much for being on the program today. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for the Franchise Bible Coach Radio program for today. Thanks again to our sponsors, FranchiseBibleCoach.com and seosamba.com. Bye for now. Thanks, Rob.